This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Keith. So despite the dry and hot El Nino weather phenomenon projected to run through to April this year, the Southeast Asian palm oil sector seems to have been spared the worst of it. So far, production levels have not been severely impacted by adverse weather, with Malaysia's 2023 CPO production predicted to grow by 1% to 18.6 million tonnes. Meanwhile, the Malaysian Palm Oil Council is optimistic that CPO prices could average at 4,000 ringgit this year. And this is in light of the changing supply and demand dynamics in Indonesia. However, what are the potential headwinds to CPO demand in light of concerns that the global economy could slow down? And have the supply side constraints in Malaysia been fully resolved? For analysis on what's ahead for the palm oil sector, we have on the line with us Alvin Tai, analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence. Good morning, Alvin. Thanks very much for joining us. So last year, we saw CPO prices hit a high of 4,180 ringgit per metric ton in July. But otherwise, prices have remained relatively range-bound for 2023, ending the year at 3,900 ringgit per metric ton. What are your expectations for CPO prices this year? And what is this premised on? Good morning. Um, I think we'll probably see more of the kind of range-bound trading that we saw in 2023. Really, I, you know, I don't see any catalyst to move uh, prices higher from here. Definitely not out of this uh, range. We can still see prices revisiting the 3,000 ringgit level, especially if the US dollar weakens with the rate cuts. One of the reasons I think prices have stayed close to the 4,000 ringgit levels is because of the weak ringgit. In that sense, do you think that 4,000 ringgit average trading price, is that perhaps too high? Yes, I think 4,000 ringgit is upper level of the range. So, you know, the the average will probably be closer to, you know, mid 3,000. Okay, in the meantime, let's look at production. So Indonesia's Palm Oil Association, they anticipate the country's CPO production to grow by 5% to 55.8 million tonnes this year. What about Malaysia's number? Will we see an uptick looking at the weather conditions? And also, are we going to have an impact from the industry's labour issues, albeit it was a 2023 problem? Uh, yeah, I think we should see an improvement in Malaysia's output this year. It has been below 19 million tonnes the past three years. So hopefully we get a bit closer to 19 million or even slightly surpassing that with the uh, labour issue resolution and uh, in the absence of weather disruption since uh, El Nino didn't seem to have affected rainfall in Malaysia. I think one of the telltale signs uh, is that if you look at the uh, IOI's production number, they have hit, uh, I think, something like 290,000 tonnes of FFB in uh, you know the past October. That is... a uh, the single highest monthly production number that they've done in maybe the last uh, three plus years. So, you know, that is a positive indication in terms of labour issue resolution. Okay, so Alvin, what about other uh, negative headwinds in terms of costs that we should be paying attention to? Or is there some, do you expect fertiliser costs to rise this year then? Um, Fertiliser prices actually uh, fell quite a bit last year. I uh, there's no reason for fertilizer prices to move higher this year. So I think uh, in terms of input costs, I think mm. we will be fairly stable this year. So Elvin, uh, CPO price direction is typically impacted by the price of substitutes. In that respect, what is the price outlook for soybean and, and corn this year? I think both crops are poised for more downside. It's worth remembering that you know soybean and corn are 
both still higher than the September 2020 levels when La Nina weather uh, started. So it is more so for soybean than corn. Uh, La Nina tends to lower agriculture yields and lifting prices in the process. And, but there is also a tendency for prices to give up all the gains made during this La Nina period. So La Nina ended in the uh, first quarter of last year. And there has been some concerns that, you know, this ongoing El Nino could hurt Brazil's soybean crop. Um, but despite the downgrade in expectation of its crop size, uh, Brazil will still produce record soybean harvest this season, at about 155 million tons. If we take a look at the demand side of things, um, China, which is a main market for palm oil, has not seen the strong economic recovery that was anticipated. But is 2024 a different story? Do you think we could see demand from China pick up? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I think uh, China's demand for palm oil could actually soften this year with an increase in domestic soybean oil supply. Mm. You know, there's been an increase in a uh, uh, pig slaughter number in China. That means, uh, you know, meat consumption could rise further, leading to an increase in uh, demand for soybean meal. That, that's for animal feed. So increasing crushing for soybean meal will also result in additional soybean oil being produced. So they, they actually will be pretty well supplied and that could hurt demand from oil. On longer term, China is actually very near peak consumption level for edible oil based on demographics. So both the longer term outlook for China isn't so rosy. Can I ask you about biofuels? It's a, it was a huge catalyst for CPO prices a few years ago. Indonesia was supposed to be quite active in that space. Do you still see uh, CPO prices moving up as a result of this? Um, actually, Indonesia started implementing B thirty five last year, so that uh, but they they didn't they didn't do a full year of B thirty five. So this year it will be a full year of B thirty five for them, and that will increase in some in um, additional increase in demand for palm oil from biofuel sector. But you know, if you take out if you extract out the uh, the biofuel usage palm oil. The food consumption side has been growing very, very slowly, maybe to the, you know, just uh, one plus million tons a year. And Elvin, uh, when you talk about uh, edible oils as well, the prices haven't exactly been, you know, that much elevated. But, uh, sunflower oil has been, has been falling as well. And CPO generally is the slightly more expensive cousin to it. I mean, what hope do you, do you think CPO might have going into 2024 that might actually indicate that there might be an improvement? Like I said earlier, you know, I don't see an upside, don't see a catalyst to move prices higher. I think, uh, you know, despite a slow one, we will see an increase in demand food generally. That will lead to a more stable uh, price levels. And Elvin, what do you think is the outlook for Malaysian and Indonesian planters under your coverage? Do you think we're going to be seeing earnings expansion in 2024? And tell us which are the names that really stand out to you. I think most plantation companies especially on the upstream side, we'll see uh, you know, higher earnings this year from improved yields and uh, stable or lower input prices. This is despite prices, palm oil prices being a little bit lower. Okay, downstream side still looks dicey. So in terms of names, I think uh, Genting Plantation looks interesting. Not so much from the plantation 
business, but due to their large land bank in Johor, I think they have about 2,600 hectares in the Kulai uh, area, and that will benefit from the new RPS train connecting Singapore and Johor Bahru, which will be operational in uh, 2026. Mm. All right, Alvin, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Alvin Tai, analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, uh, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees affecting the palm oil sector in 2024. Rather cautious in terms mm. of price. He doesn't think there's really much upside to prices at this moment. Currently trading at the 3,900 uh, 3, ringgit, uh, but he thinks it's going to end up in the year lower than that. Yeah, because there's a lack of catalyst, right? So demand from China isn't going to be very robust because they're actually reaching peak consumption when it mm. comes to CPO prices. Production, actually, every each country seems to be doing decently. Uh, f- food consumption in, in Indonesia, or at least food use for CPO, isn't rising very high in Indonesia either. So... I think the sector kind of hum drums along. It's mm. not doing badly, but it's not going to do exceptionally well. I'm also kind of reading that, you know, competition from other uh, edible oils like uh, sunflower and soybean, um, it's ramping up. It's, it's ramping up. Uh, U- Ukraine itself, uh, they're apparently holding back some of the seeds that they're doing uh, the crushing for. All right. Well, maybe this will uh, add more impetus to the discussion of windfall tax and reforms to windfall tax for palm oil players in Malaysia. Uh, it's coming up to 7.48 a.m. in the morning. We are heading into some messages, but we'll come back to discuss the role of the Independent Police Conduct Commission or the IPCC. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.